welcome to Stay's Crunchy and Milk. If you have questions or comments, we have multiple ways we can be reached. Twitter is, of course, the best way for those who need instant gratification. And the show's Twitter feed is at SkimPod, S-K-I-M-P-O-D. Stay's Crunchy. For the more patient amongst you, the email address for the show is podcast at stayscrunchyandmilk.com. Crunchy again being spelled with a K. Crunchy. Hey, feel free to give us a call at 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. Today's Crunchy. We're available by Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, anywhere. Fine podcasts are available. And of course, at the website, stayscrunchyandmilk.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever possible, including on YouTube, where we can now be found at Stays Crunchy, and over on Twitch, where we're still Stays Crunchy in Milk. Our personal Twitters are Tatum216, Lunchbox2099, The Real ODP, and I'm your host, the Internet's Tayrail713. Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy, Stays Crunchy. Yo, it's the verbal assault weapon with words uncanny. You can boo me, but I cannot fuck with Rudy Giuliani. Press the panic button. Shit, it's the schizophrenic candidate. I can kill it from the West Coast to the Atlantic. Nowadays, it seems so hard to maintain. Can't take the stress. Yes, God, I'm going insane. If you can feel my pain, say yes. If you can feel my pain, say stress. Pharaoh, I possess the skills to bring it to your chest with lyrics and manifestation to the entire nation. With his excellency, Prince standing next to me and especially the extra P on the SB. 1200, I stand tall and be your hero in times of stress. The Pharaoh won't fess. That also goes on to say crush, kill, destroy, stress, crush, kill, destroy, stress. It's my favorite one because it's the remix version, which I own on this sweet ass seven inch picture disc. That means nothing to most of you. It means something to some of y'all. And that shit's hype. I do love the original version of that song. <laughs> anyway, Hello. Welcome to it. This is Stretch Books, episode 438. And after months of research, planning, and failed attempts, we are finally on our way to report on how the ruthless hunt for oil affected the population of the isolated and conflict-ridden Ogaden region. I'm sure my, my best friend, this Lunchbox 2099. I showed up, even though I said I wasn't going to. You said maybe you weren't going to. In my mind, it was a solid-ass maybe. It's like when I tell people maybe I'll come to the thing they invited me to, but in my mind I went, no, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's the RV in Puerto Rico. It's my man, Cape. You know, I only pretend to get some of these uh, number references that uh, uh, Tabrell makes. <laughs> <laughs> that particular one was very obscure. So if you give whoever got it, if you, you, the listener, got it, thanks. Feel for you. Uh, our our uh, Tatum two one six is on vacation this week, so uh, he's he's with the family enjoying some time. But that means I get to go to my bench, bring in official six man, the homie Chalfy back on the scene, crispy and clean. You can try, but don't why because you can't intervene. What's good, champ? You know, you know, I'm just out here, just cruising, cruising up in my Cadillac on Mars. You know, just uh, Nate Dog on the scene for you guys. Just uh, singing the harmonies in the background. Came out in my uh, California's finest. Got my tank top on because it's hot as hell out here. Sweating. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad you invited me. I'm always down. Oh, we out here. We on the scene. Like I said, no ant this week. I, I chose to uh, go ahead and say fuck the news this week. It was just too much bad news this week for me to be bothered with. Too many uh, 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 white men in Congress talking crazy to a black woman. Like, they don't got good goddamn sense. And uh, I was just like, no news this week. Fuck the news this week. Box had some bad news this week in his life, and so it's like, it's like, it's enough bad news. 
so forth and so on. So I figured we just avoid the news, have a good time, we chat, do our regular shit, and get the fuck on up out of here. That's what's up. So actually, as you are the you are the guest in this home, Big Trophy Man, what you got popping, man? What's going on with you, bruv? You know, me just uh a lot and a little, you know, like at the same time. Um, you know, my day to day is like uh trying to run a school, leading education, and uh, you know, right now it's like it's all insane. You know, we're kinda still dealing with like COVID regulations. We're still dealing with like people who want masks, don't want masks. And then we got this weird like stomach bug going around that's knocking kids out. And then it's like just in general, the weather's getting better and the kids are just wiling out like crazy. So day to day, it's like, whoo, I come home, I'm like passing out like nonstop. But on the flip side, just been trying to like find um, like just brighter, lighter stuff to do. I mean, since the last time I've been on here, um, I took an eight week DJ course and that was the illest. Did eight weeks with yeah. the Beat Junkies. Learned how to like mix records, how to get them in sync. Learned like a variety of scratches. Really got educated on like turntables and faders and things like that. And uh, that was just so much fun. Like I highly recommend if you have the opportunity to do DJ classes wherever you live, do it. It's just like it's a different level, and especially if you're if you love music, like you listen to it in a different way. Because you're now you're thinking about like syncing beats and things like that. So it's just nice. super, super cool. Um, and then just, uh, you know, in the, in the same token, I'm out here trying to support my son's uh, budding rap career. <laughs> uh, Drippy yeah, G. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, Geo, he's out here. G-E-O, like, like geology, because he's precious, like these diamonds and gold. That's his nice. phrase, so you'd be ready, which he did hit me up. <laughs> no, it is very sweet, though, because he did say, like, we've been talking about it. And he's like, when you, like, produce my song, like, what's going to be your 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 tag, you know? And he's like, I go, I don't understand what you're saying. He's all, you know, like, you know, on the beat and this and that. And I was just yeah. like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. So I got to come up with something to put on the tag in the front of his songs. Um but it was kind of cool because I, I reached out to, um, you know, on not to, to keep bringing it up, but on my own podcast on Catalog on Mars, I've been on the off episodes, like interviewing lately a bunch of different rappers from like the Bruiser Brigade crew out of Detroit. So one of them, um, Bruiser Wolf, I reached out to him and I was like, hey, listen, you're a dad. Your, 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 your rap career is starting to pop as you're more of a seasoned gentleman, you know? I was like, give me some advice from both perspectives. What, if you were 13, what would you have wanted someone to tell you? I was like, kind of put me in that direction. I said, because I don't want to crush my son's dream. I want to support it, but I also need him to be like realistic in life. Like, you know, think about some genuine career elements as well. Um, Because a lot of people have big dreams, but it's hard, especially getting into the rap game. And so um, he said, 13 to 17, treat it like college. You got four years to make this shit pop. And then if you don't, you haven't like given it all up. You still got the next four years to go to college. He's like, so you really got room to play. And I was like, damn, that's kind of brilliant. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And then, um, and then he said too, which was really kind of cool. Cause we were like, just doing like a, like a FaceTime type of call. And he was walking They all kind of collectively work out of a house. Yeah. So 
when he walked into the house, he was like, you do know you're the plug for your son. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, listen, you're calling me for advice. You've interviewed Rafi. He's like their main producer. He's like, you got a bunch of dudes in here. He's like, we're all music guys. He's like, so send it over to us. Ask us for a beat. Ask us to listen to it. Ask us like where it needs to be tweaked and adjusted. He's like, your son might be down with us, you know, as, as far as you know. So he's like, you're the hookup. You're the plug. You're the one who can kind of get things really going for him. He's like, because in this house, he's like, we speak fondly of you. And which was kind of neat. It was just like, I ain't shit. I'm just some dude out in the West Coast. You know what I mean? So yeah. when, when and the reason I brought up the video call was then he like turned it around and all the guys were in there. They're like, hey, Shalfie, what's up? What's going on? So it was just like, oh, damn, that's weird. You know, but it was really, really cool. So been just trying to work with him. My daughter's back in soccer and that's like her true passion. So she's yeah. having a great time with her and her buddies. My wife just finished the LA Marathon. Um, you know, my wife is out here thirst trapping on Instagram. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never considered anything she posts to be thirst trapping. I just, I, I have my own level of pride in her because I know that's, I know that's your lady. So I'm just, I think uh, how fucking yeah. dope it is that she out here running. Like the LA yeah. Marathon is a big goddamn deal. Share like, it with Dan. It, he'll tell you she's thirst trapping. Just it's <laughs> one. Of, it's, it's one of. It's one of the big uh, marathons in this country in the on the planet. People come to run this marathon. It's a big fucking yeah. deal. This ain't no. I think it's so dope one. that she ran it. Yeah, and it's really interesting because like for anyone to get the opportunity to run the LA Marathon, which also it's one of the easier ones to do in the sense that like I think if you do like New York and Boston, you can't just register. For those, you yeah. got to like get in through like a lottery or like a sponsorship type of thing, if I understand correctly. Whereas LA, you can just sign up. You don't have yeah. to be like the elites or lottery. But you go from like Dodger Stadium, which is on a hill, sort of like upper central like LA area, and yeah. then you work your way down. So you're running through like Echo Park, you're running through like Hollywood, Hollywood, West Hollywood, Santa Monica, Colt. Like you're hitting, you're going to see all of what we consider LA, you know? Yeah. yeah. So she did that and that super. What's Hollywood? Isn't that where they record um, porn? Oh, that would, uh, no, that would be the Valley. That'd be San Fernando Valley. Uh, West Hollywood <laughs> oh, is okay. boys town. They might record porn there, but it might be like personal porn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're thinking like San Fernando against Glendale. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's where all the porn goes down. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of been me in a nutshell, you know, just uh, just trying to stay busy, just trying to support the family and just, like, not lose my head over all the craziness going on. So it's been pretty good. The one thing I can have any say over this matter with, or at least, you know, have have a point to, point to discuss is, what is your favorite tag in hip-hop music? So I'm going to run through a couple of them, and you tell me which ones, which ones pop out to you. Of course, I love... Love every time I hear it because I know how how what, how big a deal it is. Whenever I hear that Maybach music, and I, that means I know Rick Ross is about to show up on the scene. I think that's mm-hmm. so dope that he has that tag. I of course love, uh, uh if it, if uh, what's what's wait a minute, what's the what's the one dude who's like if uh, he didn't make it of, uh, damn he be produced for uh, uh for uh future and shit. No, it's like uh. uh yeah, uh, Metro Boomin one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, so something yeah, something. Don't yeah. trust you. I'm gonna shoot you or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. It was called "Don't Trust You." I'm gonna shoot you. So that, that that's that's a hype ass up little tag. Mm-hmm. Um, I like um, 
mustard on a beat hoe, a mustard on a track hoe. <laughs> so it's like one. I I, I personally what? like. I'm a fan of uh, Southside. What they do? What's theirs? They just he shot just on Southside. Like, it's it sounds like it sounds like it's like a Kanye style like speed up, slowed down voice. So it sounds a little childish, you know, and okay. just yells out like Southside, and nice. then his beats go hard. So it's just like, I'm totally with that. But then going back to this like sort of rap collective, Rafi, who does a lot of the producing, at the front of his track, there's like three beeps that goes, ding, ding, ding. And so I asked him, I was like, what is that? Like, I know it's your, your, your mark. What is it? And he was like, it's fucking Zelda when your hearts are low. Like, yes. And I was like, oh. I was like, I've heard all these tracks and it, I was like, it was a very familiar, like digitized beat. And I was like, what is this? And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, uh, it's just something I've always loved. Like since I was a kid, he's like, so that's my marker is like the hearts when they're going low. And I was like, that's, that's pretty sick. So that's my faith for sure. If young Metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you is the yeah. one I'm thinking of. Thank you yeah. for getting that in my brain. I was like, which one is that? Yeah. I, I do I do fuck with that one. Jungle Beats Holla. I love mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> Jungle Beats yeah. Holla. So yeah. So I it's 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 many a DJ that has a nice tag that I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, Zombie okay. on the track. Zombie on the track is a hot one. Cause mm-hmm. it like the first time, of course, I know it is from uh started from the bottom, but that so that mm-hmm. shit is zombie on the track, boom. And then it started from the bottom. Now we hear people must put respect on it. That shit is hot. Yeah. So yeah, if, no, I, I, I mean, really not good. not no ifs, because the reality of it is, is at some point you will produce a track or two or multiples for your kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we Produ- have a produ- pr- producer name. Uh, you know, just straight up going with Chow. I mean, that's sure, really hey, universal, okay. man. Top to bottom. You know, right on, right on. You find me everywhere. I'm not trying to confuse people. What am I going to be? Geo's dad. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a hot ass. fucking. That's your tag. Geo's dad made it. Bruh. <laughs> I, you know, my, tag you. Should actually, my tag should be you used to live in my balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it only works for him. <laughs> but it's his track. <laughs> I know, but if you get if you get the popping, that's true. You're gonna be making everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, but it still works because everyone, my son. <laughs> you just son and everybody. Yeah. I'm going with Gio's dad made it. <laughs> it might be the title of this episode while I'm thinking about it right now. So you're know saying Gio's dad made it. Oh my god, that's my like just... balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so listen to this story because uh, I know I know T loves stories about my son and his ridiculousness. So uh, he says to me, he's like, um, my son's a little wild, man. You know. So he's in math class and he's talking to this girl. And they're just bickering back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so the math teacher goes, man, he's like, you and her, you're like a married couple. You're constantly like arguing with each other over nonsense all the time. So my son responds with, man, you're a fool. I am married to her. I'm married to this money. <laughs> so the, the teacher goes, what money? He's like, I got this, gap, I got this rap game on lock. He's like, I want to make all kinds of money off my raps. So then, uh, actually, I take it back. My son started with this jit be tripping. <laughs> I said, number one, you're not from Florida. Two, you're going to get smacked. <laughs> so oh then uh, he said, uh, 
he said, he told the teacher, well, yeah, I'm going to make money off this other the rap game. He's like, I got it on lock. So the teacher's like, no one's going to listen to your music. My son, who is boisterous, I sent you guys the video of him rapping on the table, stood up in the class and was like, when I drop a track, who's buying it? And he said the whole class was like, I'm buying it, I'm buying it. Like, he's like, so we got one month to put out his song. And uh, he's like, I'm going to make money. He said he's going to go big. He's going to make a thousand bucks. I was like, a thousand, huh? Okay. <laughs> Reasonable. Yes. Possible. Actually, bloody likely. Yeah, very likely. Yeah. Because if he yeah. every kid at his school, which is like 2,000 kids, to spend a buck, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so hyped. I'm married to the money. Of course, of course, all I did, I start thinking about is yes, records and so forth. I want it all, bro. <laughs> yeah. Just wait, just wait. He's coming. He's coming. A little skinny ass rat. <laughs> she was dad made of productions. I'm telling y'all people, that's what's up. <laughs> I named that shit. So if it ever come up, you can be like, wow, TTT really was in the game. It was early in this shit, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be out here. <laughs> Knowing these motherfuckers, I ain't ready for it. Actually, no. y'all really not ready for it, but I'm not ready. That's kind of you will be ahead of it if you go ahead and start getting ready for it now. Because exactly when 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 Drippy G start dropping these motherfuckers, y'all's not gonna be ready. I'm telling you, exactly. It's a delight to see him uh, showing out. And I'm glad he got he got he got folks that are supportive of his of his ventures. So exactly, dope man. Good 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 to get get good to get caught up though. Again, me and Chaffee, if everything works like it should, we'll probably be recording twice next week. So. Just, just get used to it. <laughs> we got work. We got work. We got work. You'll know, say tripling up on it. Daniel, you was up next. Uh, do what you will with this time, sir. As you, as you, as you will. Walk us through it. Don't walk us through it. However you want to talk, man. Oh well, th- well, thank you. Um, so today we laid another family member to rest. My step great grandmother passed away on Sunday. So. Um, this is one of those situations where, like, yeah, it's sad and everything, but she was also the same age as my grandmother that passed away last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, she, she's been having some health problems the last few months and everything. So I uh, had some time to mentally prepare. Uh, so <clears throat> it was a nice little service, like, uh, really just, like, my parents, um, my step-grandmother, my one sister and her fiance were there. My brother was there. Me, um, my uncle, and then like a family friend. It's real small, but I mean, like I said, when, you, when you're older, man, like you outlive people and yeah. fa- family, you know, other family like lives out of state and everything. Like, so the the funeral services aren't always like they make you think like they are in movies where it's like a church packed out with like hundreds of people that are there to mourn your life. Like sometimes all you get is a handful of people that you know are sad to see you go. So, um, that, that was us today. Uh, she, she's one of the nicest ladies I ever met in my life. If I'm being completely honest, like I don't dole out praise very much for people, but she was genuinely one of the nicest, nicest, sweetest ladies I've ever had the pleasure of having known, like very friendly, um, good spirit, like very, very devout religious woman, you know, so no one's perfect, but, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> 
She, she's a lovely singer. She wrote poetry. She she was the lady that would like oh. whenever there were family gatherings or when we were kids, she was the lady walking around all the time with the heavy ass camera on her shoulder because she loved to record like the birthday parties and the Christmases and stuff. Um, I remember going over her house when I was a kid, like on Easter, and my parents would like do the whole Easter egg hunt thing where they would take the eggs and put like you know, change in them and hide them around the house and stuff. And so like me and my siblings would do that stuff there. And I, I honestly, um, she had toys when we go over there and play like action figures and stuff. And I always just thought it was like cheap dollar store crap that we were playing with. But now mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, I realized it was like masters of the universe toys that we were playing with. Cause I was always hey. like, why, I was like, why does this motherfucker look like a bee? <laughs> Because <laughs> like, I didn't know what Masters of the Universe was when I was a kid. Because it was I was I was born at the time Masters of the Universe was dwindling down. Yeah, so a like generation later. Like yeah. so for, yeah. for me, I was like I came up on real Ghostbusters and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and shit like that. Like Power Rangers was our jam, and so it's like I didn't know what Masters of the Universe was until I got way older. And to me, I was just oh. like, this looks fucking stupid. Now, now I, I kind just, of I just happen to have on a Masters of the Universe shirt right now for y'all, if, for you, the listeners who don't understand. It's just a, it's just wildly coincidental. I'm rocking my my well, the, th- the thing about Masters was, of the Universe shirt. I thought it was stupid, but then yeah. Skeletor memes have like made me have kind of a 180 yeah. about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So now, I, now I appreciate it, but I didn't grow up on it. So at the I time, also had I, buzz did, I just thought it was some. Oh, okay. Is that his name? Because that's the thing I've come off. to. I've come to find is that. that they all have like weird ass names and shit. Um, part of it's because I watched that Netflix documentary. Toys and Made. Like, I was gonna ask you if you watched yeah, that. Yeah, nice. and then like I've uh, I've seen like the because I watch a lot of YouTube channels about like reselling and vintage toys and video games and stuff. And so I've seen like the packages with their names on them and everything from the people who have to, like show their collections. So yeah, but the, when I was a kid, man, I was just like, why is why is this? Because like. I would go to places around here, like little department stores around here, and the toys that look like that were the knockoff shit that they would have from like Hong Kong and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. so I was like, I, it, "That's what it looked like to me." So I was—I always thought we were just playing with bootleg shit. I didn't realize we were playing with like that prime beef. You playing with classics? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she had, she had a. I remember like she had a giant backyard because like that that family owns like four houses and like. They have two houses on one side of the street, and then they own the four houses like across the street. I don't mm. understand it, but the house uh, that she lived in, they like fenced in the whole backyard for that yard and the house next door. So she had this giant backyard where she would like take care of all these dogs, like they'd run around back there and everything. Um, and it, and they lived like right around the corner from where like my where my grandma lived. It was a short couple minute car drive. Um, so. Yeah, uh, today was a sad day, um, but it was also a nice day. Um, <laughs> funny thing, like we were, we were, you know, we did our pallbearer duties, and um, we were uh, sitting there or standing around the the casket, and my uh, stepmom read like a poem that she had written a couple months ago, her being you know, the the dis- newly deceased, and um, she gave, she gave a little speech about everything. And then uh, my step grandmother, you know, the deceased's daughter, she went full on like hymnals and everything. And at one point, she started. She read John three sixteen. My brain immediately filtered it to Austin three sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> 
And um, the funny, yeah. we were making fun of her too because we were outside and she she's been very COVID locked down as far as like she wears a mask everywhere she goes. She doesn't like people being in crowds. I think today was the first time she's eaten at a public restaurant since COVID started, if I'm being completely honest. Wow. And so she had like a mask on. No one else wore a mask because no one else cared. Um, but she had a microphone. It, like You remember like when we were kids and they'd have those plastic microphones that like wouldn't really do any microphoning, but it would look like you had a microphone. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you get them out of like... Like when you would sell candy at the to- the candy drives and you'd pick it for like the prize because like, it's like you never would sell enough to get something big like the skateboard or whatever it was. Even why. <laughs> she had like one of those things and and the shit was like wrapped in tinfoil. So it looked like a fucking drumstick. It looked like she was using like a drumstick as a microphone. It was, it was completely unnecessary. It didn't actually amplify anything. But I told her that it made it look like she was like doing the lead of a rock concert because it was like. <laughs> bedazzle looking like with the foil and shit you know yeah so um she she sang a song uh it was some some sort of hymnal and i guess it was like uh the favorite song of the of the great grandmother and she was the only one that knew the song so my stepmom had lyrics on a piece of paper for it so she passed that to my dad so like my dad my uncle and the family friend read off that and then my stepmom pulled up the lyrics on her cell phone and she held it out so me like my sibling my sister and her, her fiance and everything we all huddled around my stepmom and we're trying to look at the words on this tiny ass iphone screen with like wind blowing in our faces and like all, like tears in our eyes and shit so I'm trying to like wipe tears out of my eyes and like look at a cell phone screen in somebody else's hand and shit <laughs> so that I could read the words and then kind of hum it like I know what's going on you know pretending that I'm something that I'm not and so we got through that and then uh, we had dinner at the Cracker Barrel which um, apparently my step grandmother won't eat at a restaurant if they serve alcohol of any kind and so before she got there to the table, the family friend ran around and picked up all the drink menus from everybody to hide the fact uh, that the Cracker Barrel <laughs> serves beer and wine and stuff. I didn't <laughs> so know the Cracker Barrel served alcohol. alcohol. I didn't I either, but apparently they do. Yeah, so um, that, that was a bullet that was dodged because apparently if she found that out that we would have all had to leave. Um, but yeah, we were there for a while, probably like two hours or so. And then um, I thought that people were going to go back to my dad's house and hang out. And um, my sister and her fiance went home to their house. Um, My mom, well, my stepmom and my brother came back, but that's obviously because they live there. But everyone else, like the family friends all went home. My uncle went grocery shopping, like the step grandmother left. So, what I thought was like going to be like a forced family gathering turned into me spending four hours alone with my father, um, which never happens. And man, uh, Nate, like he's the only person I know that you could ask him something and somehow he will twist it into a, a discussion about the downfall of the American financial system. I literally asked him and I'm not even exaggerating. I went, Hey, did you see that the Browns traded three first-round picks for a guy who has 22 sexual assault allegations pending? And 
then that turned into a tirade about how sports are designed to distract you from the fact that the financial system's crumbling and that the government controls all of us. And I went, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really thought you were going to highlight the uh, sexual issues with just that I like put forward, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I should have known better. I, uh, <laughs> so I've finally worn my father down. Because this has been our interactions, like the last like five times I've been around him, is I try to talk about something, and he turns it into the crumbling of Western civilization. And I'm just like, look, man, I get it. I've told you. I understand. The world is corrupt. We're fucked financially. I'm like, I, I see it. I'm like, I get it. I'm like, and I believe you, and I know. But I'm like, I can only do so much. Me being angry about the actions of people way more powerful than me that have way more pull isn't going to change anything. So I think I, and I, I broke it down to him in terms of like, I'm, I'm real proud of myself on this. I, I've been struggling with getting him to understand that I understand. And I finally hit a note where I, I said to him, you are so upset because you're looking at the world through eyes where you are afraid for your children's safety as they get older and you're no longer here. I'm looking through the world as I, through the eyes of someone who doesn't have any fucking kids, is only worried about himself making it through the world. And so I realize I can only control what I can control for myself. I don't have to worry about anybody else. So while we both understand the same things, we look at it differently. So you, you have to like... Stop talking to me like I'm unaware. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he, he finally came around. He goes, I get it. You you understand. He's like, I'm just, it's it's bullshit. And, you know, and then, it, then it became somehow a talk about 9-11 conspiracies. And I all I know oh, is oh, I have oh. a finance book in my possession that apparently is worth like $200 on the market. He showed me some like YouTube channels where people were going over a bill where apparently they're, they're trying to pass a bill that if any of us do any dealings with non-U.S. citizens where that dealing has, where that person or, or parties has uh, purchased gold from Russian the exchanges. Oligarchs. Oligarchs. Yeah, then we could then become arrested because it would be considered an act of terrorism. Okay. Apparently this is the real bill that's up for vote. Uh, the bill was on the YouTube channel screen. The dude read through it. And my dad's like, see, this is bullshit. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I, this is the shit that happens. I'm like, what do you want me to do? You want me to like storm the Capitol and rub shit on the walls? And like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I know it's fucked up. Like people should be angry, but like most people are unaware. They're going to live their life unaware. Shit's going to happen. People won't care because they'll think it'll never happen to them. And then their day will go on. I'm like, this is, this is how the world works. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I'm not saying that this is right. It's not, but like me sitting angry up in my house all day, every day, screaming at the clouds ain't going to change nothing. I even try to shift the conversation. I, I, I tried to flip it. I went, what makes you happy? And he goes, I like taking walks. I like cats and dogs. And that was about it. That's all I could get out of the man because then he immediately went back to anger and like (laughs) the, the, the collapse of Western civilization again. And I'm like, can't we just have a conversation about something that doesn't involve chaos? You know, like 
That, but that turned into 9-11. Apparently yeah. 9-11 was an inside job. The government needed to spark a war so that we could get Saddam Hussein killed uh, because uh, America's dollar was um, the, the, the currency used to purchase oil. That was the agreement, and Saddam was about to disrupt that agreement. So he had to go, so he needed to create a war. So we uh, had planes attack the World Trade Center, and the one that went down in Pennsylvania was supposed to hit the Pentagon, but it never did. So they had to stage it like it hit the Pentagon, like a plane hit the Pentagon when no plane actually did. And th- this is all the stuff that I I was told in the last two hours. Um, to, to say I was shocked that the last twenty one years of my life were possibly a lie, I wish I could say that I was surprised, but I'm I'm not because. I'm not stupid enough to think that everything that's ever told to me through the media is 100% correct. And I leave, I live with the thought that anything is possible. So, sure, 9-11 could have been an inside job. How the fuck am I supposed to know? Cool. You know? But, like, I'm not going to, like, you know, wear a tinfoil hat and, you know, take up arms against the government about it. I, I guess 9-11 could have been an inside job, but... Just like before Obama left, he told he told Trump, "Hey man, you should really be worried about pandemics." And Trump was like, "I'm no nah, fuck that. I'm shutting down the pandemic office." Before Clinton left the off, before Clinton left the White House, he told George Bush, "Hey, we really got an eye on these terrorists out of uh, the Afghanistan, and they own some bullshit. Make sure you watch them." And he did. It's like all these things are are long ago listed, written down. These are things in the archives. You can go read them your goddamn self. And I'm not saying your pops on some old bullshit. It's enough bullshit in this world where it's like. It could be a little bit of both, you know? It could be, yes. Yeah, it could be. Bill Clinton did tell George W. Bush, be worried about this shit. And George W. Bush was like, nah. And then it popped off. Or, or you know, George Bush was or, hit and was like, ooh, I can pop it off. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's like, maybe he yeah, told yeah. me. It's like, good. Uh, my plan's coming to ooh, fruition. Fruition. Or life. So I'm never, I'm never going to knock anybody for having uh, theories or whatever, so forth and so on. I mean, because it is what it is, man. People will... uh I mean, like, as a person of color, bro, I, I, we, I know about COINTELPRO. I know about everything that was happening in the 60s and so forth and so on. And guess what? The FBI was on some fuckery most file. So it's not unlikely. That's yeah. just not bloody likely. Feel me? <laughs> I told him, like, I just live my life trying to do, do the best I can. I try to be as nice as I can to people, and I expect nothing in return. That's it. Correct. If something bad yeah. happens or, you know, I die to an atom bomb or something, it's going to suck. Especially after my dad, who has died, told me that there, when he died, there was no pearly gates, that it was just dark, and then lights came back when they brought him back. So according to my father, there is no heaven or hell. It's just uh, the lights go out and you done. Who knows? Maybe he wasn't dead long enough yeah. to make it down the road. But, you know, uh, we'll see. I guess we'll all find out someday. Hopefully not anytime soon. But from a first-hand experience from someone who was there, apparently it ain't there. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted to like, as, chime in with, like, two things. One was, like, um, you know, because this is, like, though not conspiracy theories, it's, like, this is, like, a lot of my day-to-day when I do have to interact with adults is, like, kind of goes along with what you're saying. Like, people are very bothered when you're not as passionate about the thing that mm-hmm. they're passionate about. But you should be upset, yeah. and it's like I should. But I'm either upset about this or invested in this over here. 
like our upsets are not universal. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of like keeps things going further and further because then they want to convince you and they want you to understand. And it goes back to your saying when you tell your dad, no, I get it. No, I get it because I see it through this lens, but I'm focused on this over here. And so it's then that next step of getting someone to listen and understand. Because it's like a lot of conversations I have, I'm like, I fully hear what you're saying. And this is what I hear you're saying. So let me know if I'm wrong. Okay, good. Validated. Now, that's not my focus right now. So I'm going to be over here. But you should and they should and we should and how come? And it's like everything you're saying, I hear it, but I'm going to be over here. And it just keeps people stuck in that place. So when you say, mm-hmm. I asked them what things make you happy, going for walks, cats and dogs. But did you know? And it's like, no, 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 let's get back to the walking cats and dogs. Man. Like maybe you got to do more cats and dogs time. Don't let, don't fucking let your cat like lick up your toothbrush though. But still, you know, uh, <laughs> just saying. But then the other piece that I, re- I really wanted to comment on was um, the way that you described your correct me if I'm wrong, your great step-grandmother. I think that's something that I would hope we all kind of end on a, on a message like that because it sounded very positive, very, like you said, like she's caring. She was, sounds like she was there for people, very giving, you know, I'd hate to pass and be like that stingy motherfucker. You know, all he did Mm -hmm. was talk shit. (laughs) He was rude all the time, you know, because at least, whether if my, if my funeral is big or small, I hope it's of people of quality and care and people that I made in a positive impact in their lives. And so to hear you say that about her is just like, that's a beautiful thing, you know, like yeah. that. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a good mark. Like if that's the way we're going to go, like then I, I think she made, she made a withstanding longstanding sort of mark on if anything, one person. So you know, with that, I am sorry for your loss, but I'm glad that, you know, she made a positive, what sounds to be a positive impact in your life as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, she she's the uh, type of person that I would think that, like, no one could say a bad word about. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just kind to yeah. everybody, regardless of who they were or their background, you know? I love that. I told, I told you in the chat, man, it's like a kind of an honor to be able to... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Again, I'm on again. a big delay. I'm on a big delay, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, to piggyback off of what Chaffee was saying, uh, uh, yeah, I, I never was a big fan of policing what people are passionate about. You know, even when things I like that whole thing where like, uh, well, what was one of the examples? Oh, the. Oh, the 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 lion that got hunted, or what the what the fuck with that, whatever that lion was. People are like, oh, oh, you cared about that lion that got hunted, but what about the unarmed black man getting killed? I'm like, well, you can care about both. You can't tell people what to be passionate about. That's kind of fucked up to me. I think I, I think I remember what you're talking about. It was like a lion that was outside of an African village, and mm-hmm. somebody it was paid the Jimmy to hunt situation. Jimmy I'm Kimmel under the lion. No, because then the what kind of made it bigger was like, was it a dentist that hunted the lion, and then people got all upset? Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel went on TV and he started fucking crying, and it was like you're crying over this, but you're not crying over the greater sort of 
societal issues taking place. So it created a real conflict. Um, I think that's yeah, what you're not a big about, fan right? of that. Like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Like telling people like, oh, you care about this, but you don't care about that. Like you don't know what the person cares about so much. Uh, let you know, let them uh, pursue their passions. You know, if they like, I'm not a big fan of PETA, but I'm not going to tell PETA, hey, fuck you, uh, uh, because they care about animals versus people. I'm like, you know, I, you only don't have so much time and energy to put into the world. And if you want to put your passion into uh, saving animals, I guess that's cool. Uh, fuck PETA for some of their false equivalencies. Excuse me, I'm on my third beer. And uh, uh, for like, hey, uh, well, uh, chicken lives matter and shit like that. When they do stuff like that, that's kind of like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, I understand you're passionate about saving animals and no one no one's going to make you care about people. Don't pull some bullshit, but like, I don't think we should police people's passions. Am I off here? Or, or, or... I mean, I don't, that, I don't... That, that's a big thing about Twitter, man. Because Twitter does that, like, what aboutism to a T. It's like, oh, yeah. You, you go on there and, and you say something one way, and then it's like someone comes at you sideways. And, oh, well, you didn't say that. Like, I, one, I only have so many fucking characters for a thought. Two, like you said, it's like I could be caring about something else. That doesn't mean that I think the other thing is unimportant, but that, like, like then bring Chaffee's example. And it's like, that's not my passion. That's not my focus. I could be aware. I could be sympathetic. I could even be an ally or whatever term we're using these days. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, it's the forefront of the focus of my life. Like, I would classify myself as someone who was upset when animals are hurt. Like, granted, I do eat animals. I'm, I'm you know, they're tasty. But I also have a heart when it comes to animal <laughs> cruelty. Those things would, like, you know, hurt me, like, hearing about that kind of stuff. But, like, that doesn't mean I'm unsympathetic to human suffering. I I think what it is for me is, like, when I look at animals, to me, it's like a purity thing. And I had this conversation with my dad today, oddly enough. We were talking about how we are okay with people, but we prefer animals because with, with animals, there's a simplicity to it. Like, the animal is what the animal is. There's no ulterior motive of any kind that you ever have to worry about. They're just there. They, they either like you or they don't. You know what they want or what they're trying to get. It, it, it's just an honest relationship. And so there's no pressure. It's just love or hate, depending on if the animal hates you. You know, crumb probably Yeah, sometimes the animal will reject you, and you have to reject the animal first. <laughs> I was going to say, you're, you're six feet of Roy, and then uh, the tiger smashes your skull in. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, oh. at the end of the day, like, you know, everyone has their crusade, and your crusade might not be the same as somebody else's, but that doesn't mean that they think yeah. any less of your crusade. And sure. I think, Dan, uh, lunch, when you were talking about, uh, you know, Twitter just being a problem, too, is like, um, I think it was like last week I had seen this one. Someone was very excited about purchasing their first home. And just got slammed with, like, what do you need a home for? You should have just got an apartment because there's so much homelessness. You should have donated. You should have, should have, should have, should have, should have. Whereas this person was like, I was just married and I'm happy to get my first home. And it's like, just the want to shit on someone 
and say like my thing is bigger than you when it's like my purchasing a home was not a commentary on you know overspending in america and uh you know the homelessness situation like that mm-hmm. it wasn't that i just wanted to say fuck i got some keys like it really yeah. was that thing and so i think in the in the context of this conversation it is an issue when we don't just let people live at times. Now, I think there, there are boundaries. There are people who like, like how, um, how Gabe was saying, it was just like, yeah, but don't, you know, don't come back with some whack shit. Like he said, like chicken lives matter. It's like, okay, now you're just being problematic for the sake of being problematic. Yes. But exactly. it's like, if you're genuinely, that's when you like, cross the line. Yeah. But if you're genuinely like, this is my thing, let it be your thing. That's cool. Be your thing, but don't shit on my thing. Because mm-hmm. I was just happy I bought a house. Like, yeah. fucking, it, it wasn't a commentary again on like, you know, I'm laughing at all you people who can't buy a home. It's like, nah, just fucking good for you. You did something, you know. Like, I yeah. I got an example where we when we were coming into Texas because we're currently in Texas right now. For the people who don't know, when we were coming into Texas, god damn it, because this this makes me mad to think about it all over again. There's this huge billboard. That says, uh, not, uh, what's this? How do they word it? Like, not only Black Lives Matter, or not, Black Lives Don't Only Matter, my daughter's life mattered. Who killed her? And it's like, why the fuck did you do that? Bring up what a is, topic. What does one cause have to do with the other? Like, other topic. Yeah. It's it's yeah. they they it's want like, to drum up sympathy hate, for their situation by shitting on something that they think less of. I, I it, it always sparked a, a small evil part of me who's like, I hope you don't find out who killed your father, your daughter. But <laughs> I didn't really mean that. Yeah. That was a very small evil part of me. Small evil. <laughs> small evil Gabe. Oh, that's shit. that's the Gabe that I like the best. But. Uh, <laughs> it's not a big part of me, but uh, <laughs> I, I like that side I, I, the best I, I, because I, I, it makes me feel like I'm okay to whip out mine, you know, that I keep locked away and pretend <laughs> like it doesn't exist so people like me. Let your little evil, uh, let your little evil self run wild once in a while, you know. I do on Twitter. Sometimes uh, Tayro has to text Man. me. It's like, don't do that. Stop that. <laughs> Man, I, I put you on mute timeout for a minute there. I was like, I don't oh, blame you. I, I can't, I, I, I can't, can't be, be seeing all this. <laughs> I, um, anyway. <laughs> R.I.P. But, Dan you know, Step-Great-Grandma. And, and 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 as we as we slide out of that particular whatever gave you up next so do, trust me we will you're you're going to get a nice little gap of silence where you can tell the world what's going on in your world all right well as i mentioned i am now in texas a little place called conroe texas uh, about an hour from houston you know houston's a huge city by the way it's like if cleveland said all right we're claiming the rest of you Cuyahoga County that's how big uh, Houston is. It's the third biggest Which, in the country, way, if I'm not I mistaken, think right? Cleveland should do. Yes. I, I, sometimes I think Cleveland should do that. Just claim the rest of the Cuyahoga County and say, this is mine. 
Uh, but uh, I mean, for like two hundred bucks, you can a lot buy more East Cleveland. <laughs> oh, shit. Look at all the melts it would gain. Like the grilled cheese uh, places? But, uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know if we need more of those. <laughs> I think we have enough. And the quality starts to go down as, as it starts to expand. That's just any place, though. I it think really it just kind of wore out as welcome I haven't a been bit. to a melt in a while. How dare you? <laughs> how how dare I think that melt isn't as hot as it was twelve years ago? I don't think it's it's hot, but I think the melt is 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 a perfectly crumbling place to go enjoy some uh, food at. It's delicious. I don't think it's like horrible, but like sixteen dollars for grilled cheese. Like I know we're in like inflated times, but like let's be real. A fancy grilled cheese. Thank you. Let's be real about what Fancy this is. You say sixty dollars <laughs> of grilled cheese, you are you are you are misrepresenting what's popping there. It's simply not a grilled it. cheese. I'm like, Artisanal like, cheeses. I, I get it. And some craft. No, nah, them shits is hitting, bro. No, I mean, no, if you ever get out this way, I'm 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 taking you to melt. It's one of the first places we're gonna go hit up. That's just real. <laughs> Change your fucking life. <laughs> I took a friend. I took a friend from California there. They were out of bread because it was July Fourth, and I lost my shit on them. <laughs> Because there's bread on your fuck. There's a picture of bread on your sign. How the fuck do you run out of bread? It should have been you BYOB. You ran out of cheese at that point. I mean, I've gone to Starbucks, same Starbucks, two different times where they told me they were out of coffee. How the fuck do you run out of coffee at a Starbucks? <laughs> right. <laughs> that doesn't. Uh, that does that would compete. make me angry. I'm what angry for you. <laughs> What else? I already had it dialed in. I was like, I'm gonna go in here. All they had, all I had was tea. I was like, oh no, fucking bitch ass tea. Get that shit out of oh, my face. Watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Not when I want. You only, you only fuck with Starbucks tea when we in Canada. We north of the border. You ain't drinking American <laughs> Starbucks tea, are you? I agree, but he's bad. It sounds like he's bad mouthing all tea, and I like tea. Oh, oh so what now? All tea, all tea like all matter. tea matters. All tea matters. <laughs> All tea matters. Only tea matters. <laughs> is this tea in skim pot? <laughs> now I'm more upset. Well, does, does only tea matter? What happened to my coffee? Doesn't yeah, my coffee's exactly. life matter too? Did somebody tell me what no. happened to my coffee? You know why? Brown. Actually, I drink my coffee black, so you know oh, why. Oh, you know why. Man. Racism oh. raises ugly head again. <laughs> I am a coffee racist. I don't drink black coffee. I lighten it up, just like um, like a Vanessa Williams color. Uh, anyway, I like my coffee mixed um, with a little cream. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, that was a nice little aside. I I enjoyed that. Um, we haven't tried much local fare here. There's a place we went to called Chewy's. I don't know if they have it off the tech, but it's kind of a, a local chain. Yeah. Spelled C-H-U-Y. And... You know, no? Uh, Asian? No. No, because Chewy is, uh, no. is the nickname for female, like, Jesusita. 
So my grandmother's name was Jesusita, and she went by Chewy. And Chewy is the Spanish nickname for that. Oh. Knowledge bomb. Oh, well, now I know. It's some Tex-Mex shit is what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. Yeah, it was Tex-Mex shit. Yeah. Okay. It's good Tex-Mex. I'm going to tell you, man. um, The best Mexican food I ever had was in Texas. That's because you ain't been to California. (laughs) (laughs) I really haven't. I'm not disputing your claim. I've never been to California. I've been inside LAX. That's as California as I've gotten. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I really did enjoy this. I want to go back to this place. That's how good it was. They had this dip. That look like ranch. I'm like, what are they just bringing out ranch with our with our tortilla chips for? I'm gonna dip my tortilla chips in ranch, and uh, that's something an Asian restaurant would do to me. Um, if you have <laughs> remember that episode, um, <laughs> and no, it was like this. It wasn't ranch. It was like uh, God. I don't know what was in it. I feel like I should call my wife. Is that the queso dip? It was this uh, basil and and uh, cilantro and uh, some kind of Mex- is Mexican cream. It was it was really good. Any this sound familiar? I hate to be racist, but didn't this sound familiar to you, Chop? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, say it, motherfucker, say it. <laughs> We're supposed to be united, man. I'm married to a Puerto Rican. You coming at me like that? <laughs> Holy no, shit. Absolutely. Why do I keep wanting no, because, a Mofongo when we went to the restaurant? Damn, I'll fuck with some Mofongo, though. No, but honestly, uh, Texas Mexican food is distinctly different, um, like, in a lot of different ways. So that's why I was like, is this queso? Because, like, that's not a California. Like, we don't do that here. Um, uh, it's almost like California, because I've been to Mexico, even though it is Americanized Mexican food, is in a lot of ways very traditionally based whereas like when i've gone to like arizona and texas um they try to do their own thing to be like distinctly different you know so that's when you'll be like what the fuck is this pineapple salsa shit you know like that's not supposed to be a thing um so as far as this like wacky ass dip you're talking about no that's crazy but also if you've ever had like uh mexican like crema that shit is delicious it is very different from um from sour cream. It's got like a more saltier taste mm. to it. Texture's a little little different too. Fuck, it's so good. So you get your hands on that crema. I think that's what's man. the base of this shit. Mm-hmm. That Mexican food is honestly my favorite cuisine type. Yeah. Chewy's is uh Chewy's thankfully has a uh, a website. Mm-hmm. So let's just hit up Chewy's menu and see what's going on in the uh I got the fajitas because I wanted my kids to see what a fajita, what's going on with fajitas because they're curious. I'm like, all right, I'll get a fajita. Just so you guys can see that. I wanted the Elvis uh, memorial platter, but. Fajitas. Kids happy. No, okay. <laughs> Ranchero made with fire roasted tomatoes, caramelized onions, bell peppers, cilantro, and spices. That's a particular style of sauce. I don't know if that is the sauce, but still. Here, I'm going to run you through the sauces. You tell me which one hits. A tomatillo. Deluxe Tomatillo, Ranchero, Tex-Mex, Red Chili, Boom Boom, which is uh, roasted New Mexican green chilies, tomatillos, green onions, and cilantro blended with cheese. Green Chili, mm. a legendary hangover cure. 
Rich, smoky sauce combines New Mexican green chilies, uh, tomatoes, caramelized onions, and spices. Of course, hatch green chilies. This particular this particular chewies isn't Amarillo. Amarillo. Now Amarillo is yellow. What the fuck made me say that? Texas. <laughs> that's the wrong. T- so I, I want to make sure we get one that's Amarillo. in Houston's. So just so you know, it should be Amarillo. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I say, you know, it's just that in America is Amarillo. Amarillo. Where I come from, we call it Amarillo. <laughs> but so it sounds like Gabe had the boom boom then. Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. So, this white yeah, sauce right, well, looked had, like ranch. So it was delicious. Yeah. And I didn't know about that hangover cure. I didn't go over the hang- hungover, but I like to get tecates when I go to um, Mexican restaurants. That's a that's like a not widely known beer, but I'd like it. I fuck with tecate, but I'm, I'm a dose. You know me, I'm a dose of keys, man. You know what I'm saying? When everybody was drinking, when everybody was drinking a... a, a Coronas, I was drinking those like he's back in the day. And then those like he's got wild popular. They did. Fucking making commercial shit. And I was like, I can't fuck with y'all no more. Yeah. And now like Modelo is like the big I shit out you, here. And I got to say, my dad's been drinking Modelo since like way uh, the fuck back when. They they pump Modelo commercials in around here. Mm-hmm. It's the beer brewed for those with a fighting spirit. <laughs> That's not really racist, right? Wow. They, they be running <laughs> commercials of people I've never heard of wow. where it's like, Here's this Mexican like, dude that came into America beach. and he lived in his car and now he's a barber and he drinks Modelo because he has a fighting. I've seen spirit. that one. Yes, he yeah. was like he moved here like he I was did, thirteen. I did now see those like commercials. Entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get that uh, Modelo guy to do my beer. I guess the the <laughs> commercials are doing their job if we know what they are. Yeah, no shit. Fair enough. But they are a little. I gotta tell you that too. They're like, that, you want to uh, jump a border wall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most interesting man in the world really did speak to me. It's like one of the few advertisements that say me, made me say, "Yeah, I'm gonna drink that." I mean, you know what the deal is. I went, to, I, I, I went to Mexico. I went to Cancun, and they had Coronas. They had those keys, and I was like, "Yeah, I fucking drink those." So I, I got hip to it in the green bottle. I'm saying people have people's fucking with the brown bottle. Those things were a little bit there. I say I had it in the green bottle from Mexico, and that's why I got hip to it. And it was like it was my little player ass beer that nobody knew about, and so I yeah. and it was kind of rare for a hot second there up up, up you know up here. So I was like, hell yeah, I, I got some, I got some, I got some little humble shit that nobody knew about, which is really just kind of like probably you know the Budweiser of Cancun. <laughs> but, but just what hey. I'm saying, I mean, you were drinking like Bud Light, like just yeah. <laughs> just to give so, more more on the Coors end. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. <laughs> oh, that's a story I will share once Gabriel finishes up. You remember the champagne of beers? Keep All that right. present in your mind. People. Oh, I remember the champagne of beers? Well, I remember the champagne of beers because I used to drink a lot of it back in high school. Uh, before the champagne of beer commercial, uh, you not live the High Life uh, commercials came out mm-hmm. because it was the cheapest beer you can get a thirty pack for. Like uh, you can get a thirty pack for um, fucking. Like fifteen bucks or some shit, uh, back in the day. I've heard the claim that it's a tasty beer uh, at a tasty price. Yeah. Did you guys ever yeah. drink the uh, Lucky Loggers? I mean, no, I'm not even hip. Lucky Loggers, no. no. Okay, so they used to come in in the, like a bottle about the like the like the red stripe bottles, you know? 
but then under the cap, they had mm-hmm. little like a uh, like visual ridder, riddles. So it like uh, you know, oh, right like here a, we call those Snapple. But just but Snapple got Snapple facts, <laughs> man. Like this is like different. This is like a little bee with like uh, I'm trying to think of this. I can't even think of one of the fucking riddles right now. I remember one was like Nixon, you know. But it would be like you know like a screw in a ball, and you're like ah, oh, like a screw ball, whatever, you know. But uh, yeah, man, those lucky loggers, same thing. They were like, you get like a 24 pack for like no joke. That shit felt like it was like 4.95. Man, you said tear those things up back in the day. Check your chat. I have sent you some lucky logger bottle caps. I'm always afraid to hit the chat because it fucks up my computer. But that's okay. I mean, you don't you don't have to hit the chat now. You can hit the chat when we when we wrap up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you see, they took yeah. some work like Champion to figure out. Just like crazy. Well, so far, uh, not not to not to delve into uh, on the road with real ODP news. How is Houston? How is how's the Texas area been treating you? Uh, how was it seeing uh, your wife's family and just getting some kick at time? Uh, how have the kids been reacting to it? So forth and so on. You know, you keep traveling these states with these terrible, terrible uh, leaders who have awful laws. I'd be angry for you. <laughs> I know, we <laughs> I know we went from uh, Florida to Louisiana to Texas. Uh, not yeah. governors I really agree with. Uh, but, uh, you know, I try not to uh, try not to talk critical race theory too much out loud or I might get arrested or something. I don't know what the fuck they'll, I don't know what mm-hmm. the fuck they'll do to me. And, uh, uh, but, uh, her cousins like, um, her being my wife's cousin's really liberal, so they feel as isolated as we do in Ohio sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's that's pretty cool. They they have like a little ranch. They they own two horses. My daughter loves the fuck out of horses, so she's real excited to see them. She wants to see them every day. We can't be bothering people every day though. They're working. They're working remotely. They got lives to live. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, the resort we're currently staying at, um, part of this package that we bought, uh, so, you know, we don't have to pay to stay here. Uh, we show up and they're like, you know, pick a site and just come back and tell us which site you pick. So we're, we're canvassing the area and we pull into an area we shouldn't have pulled into. So I'm like, I don't know. How the fuck do I turn around here? I'll just go through this little neighborhood of people who kind of live here with the small little trailer houses. And <laughs> I, uh, I fucked up someone's yard real bad. You, you tried it on ass. somebody. Yes. I tried it on somebody the place. You're not supposed to try out. Do they, where they don't like you to be tried out. And they have flags about it and everything. God, man, <laughs> there's about to be a snake in your boot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like apologize? I don't uh, even know what the fuck it asked you, man. Oh, he came out yelling. He came out yelling. I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And my wife, you know, he tried to calm him down. Like she, she finally says to him, like, "All right, we already feel bad. You know, what's the end game here, sir? You're, you're yelling at us, making us feel bad." And I think he started to realize that he's like being a little harsh given the situation. And I yeah. said, "I ah, look, I'll pay for it." Uh, and everything, uh, he he was smoking angry. 
Um, uh, I called the company that owns the, the the resort, and I said, "Yeah, I didn't mean to describe him like this, but he was black." And I said, "Like, yeah, it's a black man. He was he was angry. I think his first name was Frank." And they're like, "Oh yeah, we know that motherfucker." They didn't say it like that, Jeez. but like. <laughs> They didn't say motherfucker, but I'm like, I can tell in their tone. Their tone was that of, we know that motherfucker. Yeah. So he must complain a lot. I I said, look, I just want to make this right. I want to pay for the landscaping, get the landscaper out there and, and send me the bill. And I haven't heard from him since. Yeah. Uh, I think it pays to be nice sometimes because I was really nice to him and I was really nice to the people on the phone. And maybe they're like, about bad enough for me to say, like, hey, let's let this guy off the hook. He feels really bad. Because I haven't gotten a follow-up call or a bill yet. I mean, most of the time, the shit just works itself out anyway. Like, I've turfed my lawn in a ways because of the snow over the years, and eventually it just kind of, like, corrects itself. Yeah. Grass is resilient. <laughs> so is uh, mulch. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, well, I mean, I'm glad you. I'm glad. I'm. I'm sorry it, it had to take a, a, a nasty turn at first, but I, I hope uh, Frank's yard will be uh, clean, to, re- repaired to his liking. I would almost yeah. say, if possible, I hope so too. I would almost say, if possible, just take the truck down there and just uh, stop in at Frank. See, uh, just, just, uh, just give Frank a holler. You know, you know, it ain't that many uh, people right. like Frank probably in that area right there. And uh, he might he might need a little love, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying love per se, but, you know, just a little check-in and be like, hey, man, I am so sorry. I just want to check in, see, see if you are okay. Can I can I buy you a beer? Can I, if you don't drink beer, can I get you a, a, a Coke? You know, whatever, you know? Yeah. Just be like, look, look, look Frank. Apologize to Frank. Just, just be like, I'm from Cleveland. We just took Deshaun Watson off your hands for you. You should be thanking me. I should have a little built-up clout. We shouldn't have this animosity here. Yeah, we've taken your burden upon our shoulders. A thank you, should, you know, should be warranted. I mean, do you have a daughter, Frank? She would have. He would have made his way around to her eventually. Ah, that was too far. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whew. All right. <laughs> Well, Gabriel, as always, thank you for supplying what you've supplied for the show, and that is just some wild ass Gabriel ass <laughs> shit. Uh, Do you have any other like? What are the what are the other state mottos that you can go and immediately damage? <laughs> like, is, uh, is there like a a no cheating, thought, and you can just go and immediately cheat at cards or something? <laughs> yeah, like I don't mess with Texas. I messed with Texas. Immediately, as soon as I got made, here, I messed with Texas. Made Texas your bitch, is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. In, a, in, in, in what is, uh, you know, sometimes rare, but increasingly not rare, because T's been telling stories the last few weeks. But that's because we've been down, man, and T didn't have to, you know, to pick up a little bit of slack. T got a quick little story to tell. Sometimes you got to play our coach, man. Champagne of beers. Mm-hmm. Ah, indeed, indeed. So, uh, two years ago, uh, well, indeed, ahead of the uh, pandemic, I bought tickets for Vanessa to see her favorite comic, Fortune Finkster, if you're wondering who her favorite comic is, in the place of my birth, Grand Rapids, Michigan. 
it was going to be a family event. We were just going to go to Grand Rapids, hang out, hang out by the beach, go see this comedian. It was going to be great. And then COVID happened, and that shit all hit the fucking bricks. But every time they was like, hey, man, you want your money back? I'll be like, nope. You keep, I gave you that money. You keep that money, baby. I'm coming to see this woman whenever she comes to this town. And finally, this year, Fortune Feimster got to come to fucking Grand Rapids, Michigan at the Gilda Laugh Fest, named after Gilda Radner. And so we went up to uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, place above my birth, to go see Gilda, uh, to go see Fortune Feimster. And uh, it was a delight. Fortune Feimster is a hilarious comedian. comedian. If you have not uh, seen any of her specials, I would tell you to check her out because she is so funny. And uh, it was a great show. They had it at a church, an actual church. I thought it was a church that had been had been transformed into a uh, you know a venue, but no, this was a mm-hmm. a true indeed actual church. Let me see if I can uh, pull the name of it, which I thought was just so. If I go, probably if I go to Ways, it'll be one of the things I searched in Ways uh, history, and it is. Uh, I just got the street name. Oh, there no. It's the Fountain Street Church, which is a non-denominational church. And uh they just, they have such a large facility that it was a perfect place to do a show, put on a show at. And I was like, is these comedians gonna be cursing in this church? <laughs> and they did have a little potty mouth, but nothing is as nothing, you know, showtime at no, not showtime at Apollo, uh, more uh, no no deaf comedy jam uh, levels of uh, potty mouths. <laughs> but I just thought it was so interesting that they that they have, would allow, you know, such matters, but they just got a cool vibe. So that was really dope. And I was so happy to have finally gotten to take Vanessa to go see that. I got an Airbnb because that's what I do. I get Airbnbs. And it was fine. Nothing to write home about. Well, actually, it wasn't fine because first thing I do, I'm like, oh, let me go to the restroom. And the toilet's often to cut in a way that I'm just like, Hmm. Now, you know, I, t- I take a seat and I'm like, oh, this is terrible because <laughs> I'm all like this and so forth. No. It was awful. It is not built for a big man. Big man. Why? Big man. Tall. Tall. So the tall portion of the program is I'm literally taller than the shower itself. So I'm like, oh, that's wild short. You're not big as much. in this toilet has me cinched up in this corner of this thing. So already it had a couple of strikes against it. And so uh, after the comedy show, we was driving around, we snacked some food, but that's one thing eat, uh, eat and so forth. So I'm and I'm like, all right, we're going back. Let's go back to Airbnb. And then Vanessa tells me, Shane, fuck the Airbnb. I'm like, what the fuck? Come on, man. You could have told me this hours ago what? <laughs> or whatever ago. <laughs> and I get super mad. I get super pissy and I just walk off and I go storm off because she's like, she's like, I'm standing. She's like, she'll stay butt in the car and I storm off and I go into the Airbnb and I sit there and I'm sitting there. I'm like, God damn, this refrigerator loud as fuck. It smells like old people in here. Fuck she right. This Airbnb sucks. <laughs> I hate to have to fucking sign off on, but it's real. It did. It looked great. Like I said, it didn't look filthy or anything like that there. It just wasn't. It just wasn't nice. It just wasn't a, a level of nicety. So, so I sit there so she, angry. She doesn't fuck with Airbnb or that Airbnb. That Airbnb, but also the one we stayed in Toronto, she turned out she didn't like that one either. Okay. So I the just, last I two I picked. Yeah. So the last political so, thing, like I don't fuck with Airbnb because of yeah. something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. A, a box. What you about to ask? 
I was I was about to ask if you were talking about the one we were at, but then I remembered you went to Toronto the week prior, so I assume that's what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about the one. Uh, no, she didn't come on that trip. I'm talking about the one when I went when I went on my birthday. So back in September. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I hate that she is right, but she is right. So I just was like, fine, I'll just get a hotel. And so I just paid for a hotel, went to a hotel, and she was fine. And because happy wife, happy life. I realize she's not my technical wife, but come on, bro. It's almost 10 years together at this point. Pretty much my wife. And uh, so whatever, fine. We get through the night, so forth and so on, and everything. And it's groovy. I'm, I was unhappy for her until I was just like, eh, fuck it, who cares? I can watch uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives like I always do whatever I'm at a hotel, throwing food, channel, and just chill. Perfect. And uh, I'm glad I had the money to pay for the hotel. Yes, I did pay for an Airbnb and pay for a hotel. But sometimes, like I said, happy wife, happy life, and you just do what you got to do. So uh, the next day, it was because it was going to be a turnaround. Like, so we're just going to spend a night in Michigan and then come on home. But going home was, I was like, okay, I want you to make sure, I want to make sure you see Lake Michigan so you can add, you can tick off another one of the great lakes off your, off your list of great lakes you've seen. And so that's just driving to the coast from where we are. Within the coast from the to the coast from the coast of Lake Michigan from where we were at 30 minutes. Nothing too terrible. And uh so we get out there and uh we go to a beach that my mama recommended. Because I, I talked to my mama at the hotel that night and I, and I was like, tell me some things that you think I should probably try to look at or things, memories you think I would have of of of, of Grand Rapids. Remember, I left Grand Rapids I, I, when I was like five years old. Not even five years old. The year I turned five, most likely, but was not five years old. So I have no real recollections of the place. And my mom routed off a bunch of stuff. And one of the places she told me about was uh, how we used to go to what she said was Holland, Michigan, to go to the beach. And so I set that up and we end up driving down there. We see the sand dunes of Michigan, which is a big thing in Michigan. I don't know if you know about that, but it's a thing. Did not intend to go see the sand dunes. I just wanted to go to the lake, but turns out they're right there. So we went to the lake and kicked it. And that was dope. And, uh, Vanessa was like, oh, you know what, man? Uh, let's hit up a weed shop while we're here. And she's looking at weed shops, and she finds one called Kanamazoo that's in Kalamazoo, Mich- uh, Michigan. Kanamazoo, ah, you know, we'll play on cannabis mm-hmm. and like the name of Kalamazoo the play and name. so forth. Play on words. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, we go there, and it's, a, it's, 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 you know, because me and Dan had gone to a dispensary in Detroit. And... Uh, it, 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 it's you know it is you gotta show your id they gotta you know basically log in and all that good shit but it was a pretty it was a nice little shop so forth but uh what they their claim to fame is they're the only 24 7 dispensary outside of las vegas and they got grandfathered in because the state of michigan changed the law and said they got to close by i guess midnight or, or or whatever and so they they got they get to be the one that's open 24 7 in that area so they say they do good business by midnight or you're fucked <laughs> but so like i said that that was interesting and uh, i i i got i got this uh this pa7 pre-roll i don't really uh smoke i don't really consume too much uh weed anything but they were like oh it's nice you'll have it's 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 a good little uh what's it called when it's when it's two different types of weed <laughs> it's a uh, a blend of mix we we'll go blend or mix, but that's not the. It's a hybrid. Hybrid is the not word I wanted to use there. Meaning a uh, hybrid, uh, hybrid indica, hy- hybrid sativa, 
and uh, it claims to give you a, uh, a, a a nice little brain buzz, but a bit of a body buzz. And I'm like, I don't like the body buzz. I like I like just kind of a chill kind of situation. But whatever, <laughs> it's not open. It's just, you know, it's just there. It just looks kind of nifty. Um, but my main point and the main thing I wanted to do two years ago, and and what I said I was going to do this time was uh, my father passed away. 15 years ago. Uh, and uh, Time flies. I remember that. Go, yeah, going on 16 years ago. And I and, and, he, and my father was in the military. My father fought in the Korean War. That's how old my dad was. And uh, because of that, he was, of course, guaranteed a plot at the National Cemetery. And uh, he was, is buried at the National Cemetery in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. And I said, I am going to go visit my old man's grave. And uh, I'm not a I'm not a graveyard dude. I'm not one of the dudes who's like, let me go see the dead. I'm like, you're dead. It's cool. Keep moving. But I just I don't know. I was drawn to it two years ago, and I was sad that I couldn't go do it. And so I I've been I've been holding on to this this idea this whole time, and I finally got to go do it. And I said when I went that I would make it a point to take him some MG some 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 high life the champagne and beers because I know nice. that my my pop drank my pop drank uh, uh, the champagne and beers. And I said I would take a McDonald's. But as it turns out, I, I talked to my mom that night and I was like, what was his order for McDonald's? And she goes, I got to tell you, uh, 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 nickname, I'm going to just redact it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't remember your daddy ever eating anything from McDonald's. He just took your ass to McDonald's all the time. Now, my mama didn't say your ass because she don't curse like that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, that's dope. I was my dad's little road dog. They people, my brother, my sister, my mom, they all tell me stories of that. That I that, that me and my that my dad was just I kicked it with the man. That was just what it was. Held it, he held me down, which is like super dope. And I wish I had a clear recollection of it, because again, I was so young. But apparently he would always take me to McDonald's and and, and get me a cheeseburger and some fries. And so uh I was like, all right, we got to stop at a spot and get my old man a beer. But also, like, right there. So I get my old man a beer. We we, we pass by a little beer shop, like, on the way to the – and I'm like, oh, shit, there you go. That's, that's, that, is, uh, that is real dope that that happened. But also, as we keep going, McDonald's pop up on the side of the road. I'm like, oh, oh that's crazy. So I, I go in and I get my old man a, 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 you know, a small fry and a cheeseburger. And, and and the champagne of beers, and I went and just uh, visited his his uh his grave and uh, had some words with the old man, and uh, it's nice. It's real nice. It's wild to get out there because every grave in that not every grave, but multiple graves in that little section of the of the of the uh, cemetery just covered in deer shit, <laughs> just balls of deer shit covering people's headstones, and I'm like. So nobody coming out here to clean these. And I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna be super salty if I get to my pop's grave and it's uh and it's like you know kind of not looking its best." But uh, Vanessa kind of finds the row we're supposed to be in, and I and I and I, and I walk along until I find it, and I found and I found my father's of uh, you know his grave, and it was, it was clean, no poop, no poop even around it. So I was like, "Cool, let's put some respect on his name," and uh. I gave I got I gave the old like I said I gave my old man the beers and fries and just had some words with him and uh, it felt good and I didn't cry and you know I'm a big crier but I kept my shit tight I did have a lump in the throat no I'm not lying to y'all so I was on the edge but I did not I did not cross over and I just thought it was dope and I took a 
I don't know if it's going to do the do. See if I can get that to zoom in right. Oh, I see it. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I sent a picture to my brother and my sister and my mom. And my brother was like, my brother almost immediately called me. He's like, y'all been messing here? What's going on? Why y'all been messing me for? And I'm like, uh, I explained him what I just explained to y'all. I'm kicking it. And uh, <laughs> my sister said, bruh, you used to always be on a Happy Meal. He used to hold you down with Happy Meals. I was like, cool. Pretty sure Happy Meals didn't exist when I was born. But, you know, whatever. I'll lie for it. <laughs> it was a Happy Meal and it, I was happy to have that meal, my nigga. So... <laughs> but it was... Uh, Interesting. I can see. I can see why people would be going to would go visit uh, graves, but I couldn't see doing it on a regular. That's not something I would want to do. It was kind of it's a one shot, one kill kind of deal. Uh, I, I, I mean, people. If you people who know me know that uh, I consider my father passing away when I was forced to become a man. And I, I know you're like, what? What the fuck? Remember, you had a kid and were married and so on and so on. By the time that happened, indeed. But when you his youngest child in this case have to take over the operation and uh make his arrangements so cuz his ex, his uh his wife at the time uh was uh just not able to do do what she needed to do she was super um, you know fucked up off the loss of him of course but also just other things and so it it came to me to be the person who have to do this and so i uh I, I got my father, you know, I got everything taken care of, including getting him buried in the, in his grave that he earned by fighting for this country in the Korean War. So I always look at that as a big fucking deal in my life. And uh, it was nice to see, I guess, kind of see the fruits of my labor. Is that how I want to word that? Not really, but you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did right by him. In yeah. the end, and uh, I think you that's pretty okay. The, the man. culmination of your efforts, and yeah, now being yeah. able to pay your respects in the end. Correct, and uh, I thought that I thought that was pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And uh, like I said, I got to just sit and cipher a little bit and talk a little bit, and I feel good about that. And that's what's up, man. So there you go. Everybody who's on the show this week has provided you with the tale of their lives. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. Let's uh, skedaddle on down uh, uh, to, to the road over to Reddit, where uh, we have an update on a story we did uh, uh, some weeks back. And also we have multiple Emma the Assholes. So let's pull a few. You guys pick which one we're going to do. I am going to tell you I am partial to this first one I'm going to read you the title of. And that is okay. Emma the Asshole for telling my wife that I don't have children. Uh-oh. Hear that and know what I just said, okay? Next one. Emma the asshole for kicking out the best man, a bridesmaid, and the matron of honor from my wedding. These people are 19 and 20 years old, respectively. That's what makes that one kind of neat to me. This is a wild short one. Emma the asshole, my ex's mom is forcing me to pay back money I never asked to borrow. <laughs> Am the asshole for going shopping without my girlfriend? And am I the asshole for telling my supervisor that my new employer is setting me up to fail? 
Those are this week's options. If any of those speak loudly to you, please let me know. Okay, just in that first I'm one interested in the kicking people out of the wedding because in my yeah, wedding we had too. to kick people out of our wedding party. So I'm curious to see why they had to because of why yeah. we had to. All right. Everybody else? Everybody good? I'm fine with whatever makes the group happy. The wedding was <laughs> well, yes, I, that, uh, That's why I need you to make you. <laughs> I need you sometimes to be like, I want this one, T. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sweetheart, you. Let's do it. Am I the asshole for kicking out the best man, a bridesmaid, and the matron of honor for my wedding? My 20 male, fiance, 19 female, and I are obviously engaged young. I want to start with the disclaimer that she has her share of mental health disorders. She's begun working out, cleaning up more often, and has made an appointment to see her doctor for her much-needed meds. It's important to understand that, as a person, my fiancé is the person I fell in love with and want to spend the rest of my life with, and that most of our issues derive from her brain deciding not to bother balancing her brain chemistry. Yesterday, one of my close friends called me and explained how two bridesmaids, the best man, the matron of honor, as well as someone else all got together in a group call to talk about my wedding. This turned into a group roast of my fiance and how she was just trying to trap me, that she's lazy, and that she doesn't deserve me. I know bridesmaids are typically the bride's longtime friends, but in this case, a lot of her bridesmaids are my longtime friends that I introduced, my fan, introduced to my fiancé. My friend's girlfriend, one of the bridesmaids in attendance, was made so uncomfortable by some of the comments that she immediately texted him so that he could relay this information to me. These are all people I've been close to for, for seven plus years upon uh, seven plus years, comma. I don't know why he put a comma there, not a period, but whatever. Upon hearing about all this, I wasn't angry. The best I can describe it is a huge disappointment. I texted the matron of honor and she downplayed everything and blatantly lied about things said in the conversation. I waited to see if my best man would bother texting me and he, and he didn't. I reached out to him and he went it, and he went about it similarly downplaying everything and justifying it all, justifying it all as if saying, I bet she's going to try and pregnancy trap him is justifiable. By trying to convince me their only intention was be, by trying to convince me their only intention was being concerned for me. I stood up for my fiance multiple times. I don't think they understood that my fiance and I have very strong personalities and they often clash, but we always come to resolve of uh, to a to a resolve, I think he means a resolution of some sort. We oftentimes end up closer after arguments than anything. It's just the way we are. I've heard plenty of problems about about their partners. I couldn't imagine going behind their backs to talk shit and say the negative things they were saying about my fiance. I always treat my friend's partner like family. Hell, my best man was with us on our first date. I can't possibly fathom having that kind of history with a couple and acting the way they did. I understand being concerned for your friends. I understand what wanting what's best for them. But the conversation was the conversation had wasn't that. It was just an affront on my relationship and tearing down my fiance after she's done nothing but be kind to them. My fiance and I brag so highly about how good of friends they are. So after her initial anger, my fiance just spent hours crying. We haven't said anything to any of them after the confrontation, but am I the asshole for considering keeping them out of the wedding? Keeping them out of the wedding entirely. 
No. Wait, so are they kicked I would out say... or just considering it? Con- it's currently considering it. Okay. I think they should do it. They've been disrespectful to their uh, their whole union. How could you take part in a wedding that you don't really believe in? You know? Damn, that's a fair point. I don't know if I'd ride out with that, per se, like because I'm sure there are plenty of people who... Like... <laughs> Um, like I, I, I agree with Gabe in this scenario. Like I tend to kind of play the fence quite often. I, I, I do agree with Gabe. Uh, Gabe, I think that like, um, if if they're not down with it, and then like we couldn't talk about it, then like yeah, then maybe you know what, it's cool. Just go. Like you know what, we'll we'll move on because I want this to be a joyous experience as possible. And if um, planning a wedding, actually going through the ceremony. That shit is not fun. Like most things that people say are super wildly fucking amazing and magical. They're fucking stressful and will make you broke. Same goes for kids. Uh, it's a, it's a lot. You got to be prepared for it. Um, so if people aren't down with you, they're not on your team. It's like, you know what? Hey, but I think there's a way instead of like exploding and being like, fuck you guys, kick rocks, get out of here. Just be like, you know what? Listen, let's talk about this. If you guys aren't in and you didn't want to let me know, that's cool. Like, yeah. you can go. No big deal. I'm probably not going to invite you to come hang at the wedding, but you're. I'm giving you an out. Take the out. Yeah. But at the same time, too, um, I'm only going to speak for myself, but I'm assume you know, we've had this happen to us at one point. Someone starts a joke in a thread or in an actual group conversation, and then it just turns into, like, wild talking shit. And it might have yeah. just been wild talking shit without any, like, true foundation. Like, damn, man, like, his girl is kind of, she's real bossy, right? Yeah, man, like, it's one time this happened, and then now everyone's just kind of fucking around with their stories when it's not really, like, based on anything serious. Like, hey, we were just fucking around, you know? So when he says, like, uh, his best man was just like, hey, man, chill. We were just, like, cutting up. And then the other bridesmaid was like, yeah, we said some things, but it wasn't, like, really a thing. I think they need to talk it out. But in the end, if they don't okay. want to talk it out, like, then you guys can go. So I don't think he's an asshole for contemplating it for because sure. he's just having a thought. Yeah. Was it kind of fucked up for them to talk shit behind his back? I mean, yeah. 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 Let's jump into the comments here. And one of the comments says, not the asshole, but you need to step back from getting married right now. They may not have expressed it well, but when all your friends say you're making a mistake, that's worth listening to. You're both too young to get married in the first place, but getting married that young when she has mental illness, dude, that's not a good decision. Have you even thought about what this would do to her access to medical insurance and disability benefits? How you, at 20 years old, can support and provide for her mental health care needs? This is a potential disaster. Just wait. If you're going to be with her for the rest of your life, then it makes no difference if you get married at 25 instead of 20. Sensible. Sensible. I'll give it that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to give you an update on uh, that uh, that cat story from a few, uh, few weeks back, and uh, it's a good time, and then that's what's up. So... Uh, you might remember a few weeks back we uh, did an Emma the asshole about the uh, the lady who uh, was uh, made to choose between her cat and her boyfriend, and we quickly sided with that cat. Anybody who dealt with us uh, on TikTok or on just the regular show sided with the cat. 
And I wrote to the woman uh, to say, hey, we used your story on our show and on our TikTok and sent her a link to the TikTok. And she wrote back with a full update that I'm going to share with you, our listeners and you, the TikTok types uh, right now. So as you recall, I'm the asshole for standing firm on my lack of hygiene and choosing my cat over my boyfriend. Update. First, I want to thank everyone who took the time to respond, upvote, award, and DM me. I was inundated with responses and really got great feedback from all over the spectrum. It was decided that I was not the asshole, but there were tons of nah, (laughs) not asshole. I took every comment to heart, even toothbrush gate. The combo with her boyfriend went like this. I wanted to talk because I wanted to hear his reasoning give a cl- and give a clean break. Honestly, it was a relatively normal, boring conversation at first. He apologized for having given me an ultimatum and said that he was just frustrated and would never want to hurt Crumb. I apologized for laughing at him and for making him feel as though his feelings weren't valid. He said that the pet thing was new to him and he wants to work at bonding. I asked what he meant by punish slash crate. He said that punish, he meant spray with water, and he didn't realize cats aren't crate animals. He tried to compromise and say kissing cat's head was gross, but if I brushed my teeth and washed my face after, he would kiss me. The comment I received most was Kyle and I just aren't compatible. So I said that. Although I appreciate his apology in trying to compromise, I don't think in the future it will work. Kyle tried to backpedal a bit and say he can learn to be more flexible, but I kind of got a weird feeling. I said it isn't fair to either of us to compromise on our comfort. I restated that Crumb, Crumb, forgive me, is non-negotiable. He rolled his eyes and asked if I was choosing Crumb over him. He then asked if I was seriously breaking up with him over a stupid animal. This shocked me because... It was a 180 from the previous 15 minutes. He said he felt rejected by Crumb and felt if he rejected him first, it would make them even. I said that was concerning because Crumb is a cat. He asked how I would feel if he kept kissing animals that weren't me. I said I wouldn't care because they were animals, not a threat. He said I was dense, and if I clearly didn't care about his boundary of kissing animals, who's to say that I wouldn't kiss everybody? Okay, <laughs> this especially hurt because I. This especially hurt because method. The uh, what's next? You get to marry a snake? Like is that he's he's on that pathway, right? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> uh, this especially hurt because I had previously told him about the stigma of being queer, bisexual woman and how everyone assumes we cheat slash are promiscuous asked if he was jealous of crumb he scoffed and said you're right this could never work because you'll be a crazy cat lady with no boundary slash hygiene he said enjoy being alone forever and hung up oh shit going forward i'll make sure to (laughs) going forward i will make sure to explain my relationship with my cat to future partners I need to be with someone that loves animals slash at least doesn't feel threatened by them. Like a lot of you said, I should be with someone that loves both me and Crumb. To answer one of the most asked questions, I sanitize the toothbrush. I will be getting a new head soon, thanks to my friend. I also got a cap for it. 
Thanks for being a part of this journey with me. If you're interested in future updates, I can post I can post them on my page. So shout out to Chrome's mom because that was her their uh, her username for uh, giving us an update and shooting that over to me like directly. So that's dope. Like I said, that was in my my DMs, and I, I very much appreciate that she uh, looked out and wrote and wrote to us about that. And uh, hope you enjoyed the update. I'm happy about that. I feel like we like reached happy. out and and I feel like we reached out and saved someone's life. That someone yeah. is a cat, but also that man yes. seems insane. So probably that woman as well. What I'm going to say is because uh, I don't know who responded to which one of you responded to the uh, skim Twitter, but on that one I was like f cats. I hate cats so much, <laughs> and so this guy needs to beat feet before he gets stuck with her because cats are whack. Um, but I say that all jokingly, but it, honestly, like they're incompatible, and that's just really what it comes down to. Like, exactly. uh, if he if he is threatened by a cat in a relationship, he's got bigger issues. Like yeah. they got they got to work on that. Um, but also, she's funky because of that toothbrush issue. Like that's just kind of gross. I mean, yeah, as, as a cat man, that's that was pretty gross. Yeah, I mean, but. But she said that off the rip. She said, "Oh yeah, that's that's fucked up." And I said, "Do something about that." Agreed. Yeah. She agreed with him on that. So that was never an actual issue. This motherfucker just tried to make it an issue. Kyle, yeah. you still suck, bro. And uh, I'm glad yeah. that you are no longer part of this woman's life. And I think she, you know, with her response, I think it's generally I, correct I thought- or really correct as well. Like, hey, I got to be upfront with my relationship with my pet. You know, For some sure. people, it's just someone who lives in their house is a pet, yeah. you know, and then others, it's genuinely a companion, you know? So yeah. I think being upfront with it is like super huge. Exactly. I, I thought, I thought Terrell was a little harsh when he said, I hope you never find anybody. Uh, but after he made that comment, like, uh, to her about, you know, good luck being alone for the rest of your life. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. Fuck that guy. You suck, Kyle. Your mama should be, would be disappointed. Making assumptions there about your mother, but still. I'm assuming she's a good woman who would not want you to be mean to a lady. What if his mom died by a cat? And he wasn't How mean. would you feel? Then How that should have been brought up. And also, you shouldn't <laughs> be trying to even holler at one with a cat, because already <laughs> it's a problem. <laughs> Alright, let's get to some uh, entertainment right quick. I gotta get my man Chompy off this podcast, so let's wrap this up uh, with, some, with, some, with some fun times. Chaffee, man, what are you playing right now, if anything? And have you been yeah. fucking around with that new Fortnite season at all? Okay, so I've actually – I haven't dipped into back into the new Fortnite season, and everyone's pressuring me to do it. I definitely want to do it, but like like I said at the top of the show, I've been coming home real, real burned out where many times a week I hit the PlayStation button, I hit the Xbox button, I see the screen boot up, and then I just go watch like Food Network. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, I don't have like the mental capacity to like do it and navigate. Yeah. Um, but I have been playing, so I do want to. I'm really, really interested. It's a fun game, especially when you got a crew to run with. That game yeah. is a lot of fun. Um, I've been playing uh, Horizon Forbidden West. And okay. uh, I'm in a lot of ways really liking it, but definitely this is an example of like, lightning not striking twice um it's it's a solid sequel but it is definitely not a great game like um the story itself i feel is very mediocre um 
and I, I think it's contrary to a lot of people's reviews right now where they're just like, this is great and this is amazing. The last, the Horizon Zero Dawn kept a mystery going. You're unraveling why this thing is taking place and how and why. Whereas, like, it's almost very disjointed. Like, there still is this blight taking place and this other, like, technical mystery. But then there's these, like, curveballs that come in and it's just, like, I don't understand how that's really... And I'm trying to speak vaguely so that it doesn't, like, wreck the story. But it's, like, I don't understand how that's relevant. Um, Also, every time you meet a tribe, you know, you come in and you're just, like, hey, the fucking world's falling apart. Yeah, that's true. Hey, but at the same time, this other tribe over here is giving us some bullshit, so can you help us out? Where it's like, I'm trying to tell you the fucking world's collapsing, and all you want me to do is, like, basically um, just be your, like, you know, gun for hire, and then uh, you're going to give me some trinkets and then dip out. So it's getting a little too, like, repetitive. But um, as far as, like, visuals and gameplay, it's that is the stellar part. Game looks amazing. Game plays amazing. Um but if you're trying to get a story that's going to be like super ill and innovative, this ain't it. Like, huh. not at all. Okay. So, I've, and that's kind of kept me from really like wanting to dive back in. But I do have a little bit of a backlog list. I'm going to finish this up. Then I'm finally going to play, what is it, uh, Kina Bridge of Spirits. Okay. And then I'm going to go into Cyberpunk and then either play Returnal or I still have near Replicants to play. So. Okay. That'll be my okay. sort of line down the way. And then um been playing a lot of um actually really got back into the uh the Call of Duty mobile, like on the phone. Okay. Because that yeah. one's a lot of fun. Like that's a good mobile, like first person shooter. Plays well, goes well. I have one of those backbone controllers too. I was gonna say can you use backbone with it? Yeah, sometimes I use the backbone with it and it's like, man. That's when I get I, the best I've done is two nukes in a game so that's 25 okay. streak twice wow and uh that shit was a lot of fun so i'll do that and then um i'm kind of getting the itch to like buy one of those oled switches because my it guy got one and uh i started using my switch again because i got all the ollie world and i got the ramp and that 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 fucking bezel just sits there and makes the screen seem so tiny where i'm like yeah all that real estate could be mine it can all be mine. So I need to uh, I need to sell off my OG Xbox One, which is just collecting dust in the garage, and then yeah. hopefully flip that cash for an OLED, and uh, then I'll be good. Because, yeah, when he brought that screen over, I was like, son of a bitch. I did not want one. And now that I see, like, how much real estate I can gain, I'm like, this, he got me pissed. <laughs> so I'm going to try to get one for sure. <laughs> Uh, Daniel, uh, how goes the the hunt for the Odin Ring? Uh, I have not played in about ten days. Oh, damn, that's you were going right. hot. That's about right. You take breaks yeah. from gaming. Well, like I wasn't home last Saturday. Yeah, and uh, Friday I watched the Cavs game. Yeah. So, like, I technically, I guess, I could have played Sunday, but I, I did other stuff, and then uh, I wasn't home all day today, and. Cavs game the other night, wrestling on Wednesday. So it's like I haven't, like, it's not that I've given up or anything. I just. For sure. Taking a mini break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all good. I, I mean, am. That's kind of similar for me, too, where it's just like, I want to play. And I think last week I went almost the full week without playing. But not yeah. because I was like, these games are fucking garbage. It was just like, 
I'm either tired or doing other mm-hmm. shit. I uh the uh first update for Mario Kart uh released last week and so I got the I ran through the uh all eight new tracks in Mario Kart. Oh yeah, um, tell me about it. I, I'm t- t- fine. The the my favorite of of, of those uh, tracks is the new one that they made for this DLC. I, actually, there's two I, I fuck with uh, a lot, and that was uh the new one they made for the uh, for the DLC, which is Ninja Hideaway, mm-hmm. but also Sky Garden, which is a GBA of Mario Kart map. I like both of those uh, a great deal. Uh, Tokyo Blur, Shroom, Shroom Ridge, Paris Promenade, to- Toad Circuit, Chaco Mountain, and Coconut Mall are all. They're fine. They're all. It's fine. I, I like having some more Mario Kart uh, tracks to race on, but in particular, like I said, Ninja Hideaway and Sky Garden are the ones I'm like, ooh, I, I fuck with these, and they look fucking. Oh my god, I wish I could give this screen the right way, but they look amazing on this <laughs> on this OLED, bro. So that's another reason I tell you that OLED Switch, well worth it, well worth yeah. it. But what I've really been going hard on is a, a game, a game that just came on Game Pass last Tuesday. It's Tunic. Mm-hmm. If you have Game Pass, it's just a part of your subscription. And if not, you can buy it on Steam. But like I said, it's on Game Pass uh, on PC and or Xbox if you want to either way you want to do it. Tunic is another uh, three quarters perspective uh, Zelda like uh, with a little little sprinkling of the Soulsborne type shit in it. And it is uh, it is fantastic. Like I really enjoyed uh, Death's Door, but this is a step beyond that. Because there's so many secrets and so many other things. Also, the vibrant, the vibrant colors. Indeed, Death Door was kind of interesting in, in, in its in its basic uh, color palette, but this is just gorgeous and it has this sheen to it. And you play this little fox and with a sword and a shield, and you're out there doing the goddamn thing. And there's so many secrets to this game. That's what that's what really keeps pulling you into it. There's tons of secrets in this game, and one of the main uh, parts of the game is you're searching for pages to the manual and so as you collect the pages you notice that they look like an old school nes manual only in a foreign language because the game has its own little made-up language so it's almost like looking at a japanese uh uh guide from you know to a game or something and it's just amazing how it continues to build and as you find stuff in the game slowly but surely bits of the manual start to translate and you like but most of it is pictures so you can kind of work it out you'll be like oh i'm supposed to be doing this there's shit you could have been doing this whole time that you didn't know you could have been doing this whole time that is so dope as you go along with it. And so it's like one of those games I I almost want people to play now before everybody knows all the secrets mm. because it'll it, it'll I feel it will make for a better experience. And it's just like it's so so good. So again, if you got Game Pass and or just want to spend some bucks on Steam. Uh, Cop Tunic. It is. It is so well worth it. And that's a game. I, I hope sooner or later will end up just everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Right now, it's a console. It's a console exclusive on the on the uh, Xbox. But I hope it ends up just going everywhere. Uh, Twitch, PlayStation, the like. Because I feel like I want more people to play the game. The game was made by one guy. I feel like he was Polish, but I also feel like he might be from Canada. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the situations where what part of the country? Yeah. Yeah, I felt like it's like this. Uh, yeah, this one man whose name is Andrew Shouldice, and that's just not good enough to tell me where this motherfucker is, is from. And it's <laughs> so I can't tell you again where this game was made at. It could have been made in Montreal, Canada, or it could have been made in Poland, 
or I could be all the way wrong. But I remember reading that it's, it's a one man game. This one guy made this game, and it's so fucking Canadian indie developer. Got it, go. Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> so it's extra dope, and uh, uh, I, I'm telling you right now, fuck with it, Tunic. It's great. Let me tell you something. Also, searching Tunic on the internet, no bueno. Yeah, Tunic. Yeah. Tunics are an actual thing. Yes, guess what's real difficult actual. to search. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you end up with a lot of uh, like, yeah, man, my tunic game is strong. <laughs> yeah, you end up with a lot of uh, women's clothes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and where to buy them at. So that's just popping out. I hadn't really been watching nothing. Uh, 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 game Theory with Bomani Jones, HBO Max or HBO in general. If you have HBO, tell you right now that shit is. Hot. That show is so good. And uh everybody should be fucking with it. I'm just telling you that shit right now. That's about the only thing I'm watching out of the out of the normal of Atlanta's back, baby. Atlanta's back tonight. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Lakeith Stanfield was on fucking Good Mythical Morning today. Tell me how wild that is. That's how big that show is and how big Lakeith Stanfield is. is, is how big Good Mythical Morning Mythical Morning is. In that it is the big show on YouTube, but that, that they can get Lakeith Stanfield to come through and talk about Atlanta premiering tonight. Like, yeah. that's hot. That's crazy that that happens. What a weird combination of worlds. An unexpected combination of worlds. I was very happy to see him on there this morning. I was like, yo, is that Lakeith Stanfield? And it yeah. certainly was. So that that was a real good time. Uh, y'all watching anything out of the ordinary or anything that's been uh, scratching yeah. y'all viewing itch? I know you don't I watch nothing, Gabriel. I'm never talking to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> One day you're going to come through with some shit, and I'll be like, oh, look at this motherfucker. But I know you it's know not you. Been, my wife and I have been watching um, a show that we really, really enjoy. One, got to say, like, really pay attention to FX. Like, FX yeah. pulls out some really, really good shows. And one that just came back a few weeks ago was, uh, you guys watch Better Things? No, now you hit. Okay, so Heard Better Things is about... Um, of this mom who's a voice, it's like she's like the oh, who's she the voice of like fucking Bobby Hill or some shit like that. Oh like, shit! Yeah, and so it's like she's a single mom with these three daughters, like being a voice actor in L.A. But it's it's you know how like Atlanta and like sort of has a a very like ethereal sense about it, a very emotional yeah. sense about it. Similar, like this would be white woman Atlanta in a sense, you know. <laughs> But um, the stories are very heartfelt, like really is a lot about like family and connecting and loss and things like that. And like everyday kind of struggles, but in a very like indie sort of vibe, you know, I highly, highly recommend it. So that's been back. I think it's on its fourth season, possibly, but definitely go back and catch the other episodes of Better Things. That show is amazing. Um, so we've been watching that and, um, you know, our mainstay on Friday nights is RuPaul's Drag Race. That's a stay right on for us. Um, we, we love the looks. And, uh, other than that, like, I can't really think of anything. I've been watching, um, um, Bust Down on Peacock. How is um, that, man? Okay. It is the, somehow simultaneously... The worst and best comedy at the same time. I think it just hasn't found its groove. When okay. it's funny, it's fucking hilarious. Like, it's really, really, really funny. You know what it is? And not to reference, like, Atlanta again for, like, the third or fourth time. It is the poor man's Atlanta. 
Like it's like, it's not, it's not fully fleshed out. It, it's, it can be really, really funny. The, the highlight of it is Freddie Gibbs um, is the uh, casino manager and he's yeah. Freddie Gibbs, but like on a hundred. So nice. <laughs> it's, it's really, really funny. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's only like six episodes or something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, so if you are, that one, that one dude you put me on to Zach Fox. Yes, yes, yes. Is he on there? I think he does play a role on there, but Zach Fox is also on Abbott Elementary. He's oh, I know he he played he plays a, a her her boyfriend. Yeah. Which, when I put two and two together on that, I was like, "Get the fuck out of here, bro! That's crazy." Yeah, oh, that, Zach Fox has been out here. He's been like he had a show on Vice for a while, kind of like very similar, like a TRL or maybe he was okay. on TRL actually, something like that. So yeah, Zach Fox gets out, but I do I did want to say I saw him like on there too. I was like, "Shit, is that Zach Fox again?" But uh, yeah, bust down is funny. Other than that, um, not much else. Like that's kind of been like the main shit. Yeah. And, and Daniel, how was the movie last week that you uh, missed this show for? Uh, it was all right. Like it felt like I was watching. Oh, uh, what are you? Do you have a bet on it or something? Oh, I, I talked about it last week. I was like, Dan has to go to a movie that he had no desire to go to, and I truly hope he has a great time at it. And yeah. I like that you seem to have had a good time at it. Yeah, it was like uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, Naruto, and Ghostbusters all fucked and had a baby. Oh, shit. Damn, what was the wild. name of it? Yeah. It was uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu. So it, it was ba- it's like kind of like, take like the premise of like these Harry Potter Fantastic Beast movies, where it's like Dumbledore's like the surveyor for good. And then you got Johnny Depp, who's like, thinks the wizards should run the world. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Except like instead of wizards, there are people who can see curses that are like manifested into like ghost creatures and shit. And yeah, there's like wild. there's like the school that wants to exterminate them so that all the world is safe. And then you got like the dude who runs the group of people who thinks that like the people who can see the curses should just be the powerful beings that run the whole earth. And so there's like a civil war going on. Okay. No, is it I'll just like- the movie or is it a series too? So, from what I, I've uh, been informed on, it is a series that you could watch on HBO, and uh, okay. this is the first movie. Okay, I don't know how many, how much is out yet. I believe only one season's out so far, mm-hmm. but I don't know because I have not watched the show yet. Because that seems to be the move too. Like I know Attack on Titan. At some point, had like a movie or two, and then you got like Demon Slayer, who had its seasons, but then it was almost like the finale and transition was a movie. So yeah, I watched Demon Slayer's first season, and then I saw the movie last summer. It was another, it was a similar situation where my buddy's like, "Oh, we're gonna go to this movie on this date. You have this long to watch the season." And then, <laughs> yeah, all right, I uh, I remember I watched it the weekend my cat died. Very good. And there you go, people. We, we, we've done it. We've given you a show. I'm about to get my man Chofi out of here on time so his wife don't come out at me. Because she right. will. <laughs> It'll be on you. <laughs> but you know what the deal is. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show wherever possible. Subscribe to the YouTube channel that stays crunchy. We just put up our first short over there, and it is a review of the uh, new Girl Scout cookies. They are whack. But it's a fun review. Yes. Uh, Twitch channels, even though we hadn't streamed it forever, but it's there. So, you know, if you follow us over there, at some point, somebody will pop up and be streaming on that bitch. 
Twitter at SkinPod, uh, TikTok, uh, Stage Crunchy and Milk, uh, Stage Crunchy and Milk over on IG as well, all the socials, you know how we gets down. If you want to support the show financially and have a few bucks to toss our way, you can join us over on Patreon, where members at the $5 and above tier get extra content each month and early access to new shows. We also have merch available over at tpublic.com. Slash user slash stage crunchy and milk, all one word. I just got an email from them saying, hey, man, you should upload more shit because people who have more fucking designs on here make more money. And like, I agree with you, T Public. I just ain't got nobody to give me no designs yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> Feel free to give us a call. 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. We'd certainly love to hear from you. Our missing man tonight is Tatum216. Send him some love just because just because you don't need the love, but it's always dope to send him the love. The slush box two zero nine nine. In the massage parlor. That's whoa. <laughs> yes, sir. That's uh the real ODP. I'll always I'll never turn down some love. No, except in a massage parlor. That's my own boy Chalfie. <laughs> I got nothing clever. You guys are fucking. You guys are fucking wild. Like, I, I, don't don't put that on your mask. That's them. That's those. That's those. I am the Internet Service Seven Thirteen. I am the Internet Service Seven Thirteen. You've just been podcast too, and I know you loved it. We'll catch you next time. Hey, Peace. What happened to you? You used to be beautiful.